on these three lives. Welcome, listeners, to the 44th premium chapter of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the Burn After Reading episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Fields, and Travis View. In 2008, the Coen brothers released Burn After Reading, a tragic comedy about citizen researchers LARPing as spies and the very real consequences of their interactions with the vicious and incompetent United States intelligence apparatus. Eleven years later, the movie has proven to be a blueprint for the stupidest conflicts of our era. The battle between the QAnon military intelligence LARPers and their highly selective version of the deep state. Orange Man Bad versus the all-American good guys of the FBI. And, of course, this podcast versus your tenuous hold on reality. As such, we felt it necessary to examine the movie in the context of our current nightmare. And to this effect, we're joined by repeat guest Molly Jong-Fast, writer and political columnist. Welcome back to the show, Molly. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah, thanks for being on. It's a real pleasure. So, yeah, we're discussing uh, Burn After Reading. Uh, there are It's a huge, hugely star-studded cast right yeah. off the top. Uh, here we've got George Clooney, Francis McDormand, Brad Pitt, John Malkovich, Tilda Swinton, Richard Jenkins, Elizabeth Marvel, David Rash, J.K. Simmons, and Alec Krupa. And honestly, I think all of them put in pretty stellar performances. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're all detestable. But it's it, it's the tone is definitely a little cartoonish. Everyone's mm-hmm. like overplaying their roles a little bit. Yeah, we we open on a. Uh, with uh, John Malkovich, who is uh, plays Osborne Cox, who is a CIA operative, uh, being fired, and this this is a this is a this is very tragic for him because this and for lots of other people as it sets off a uh, stream of events that ends in lots of um, uh, death and tragedy. The inciting I- incident uh, in this case is the fact that Osborne Cox's wife has copied files from his home computer, which include his kind of memoir that he's attempting to write because of you know his career falling apart right and then she leaves them in the gym locker room on a cd-rom and then chad feldheimer played by brad pitt who's kind of this hapless like energetic uh personal coach yeah like personal trainer at the gym at this gym called hard bodies uh he finds it and he shows it to his colleagues so we're gonna play that clip now um, for you. Hey, can I talk to you about our Mickey Mouse HMO? Uh huh, hang on. This is some heavy shit. Is that my date list? No, fuck. You know, I'm trying to reinvent myself in these procedures, which are so incredibly not cheap. What is that? I can't believe this. This is like intelligent shit. I'm not comfortable with this. This is like, like, I, I can't believe this shit I'm seeing. Manolo found it. On the floor of that. Yeah, Manolo found it like this CD just lying in a locker. Locker floor, ladies' locker. Just and lying there. I'm like, what, someone's music or what? And I come in here, and it's these files, man. I'm not comfortable with this. Talking about sig int and signals and shit, and signals means code, you know? He was just lying there. Talking here about department heads and their names and shit, and then there's these other files that are just like numbers arrayed. Numbers and dates and numbers and numbers and dates and numbers and... I think that's the shit, man. The raw intelligence. Yeah, yeah, what's great about the scene is that we already know that they're being all paranoid and weird over a disc that contains, like, the start of some memoirs and some household finances. It's literally nothing consequential. Yeah, Brad Pitt is, like, so yeah. QAnon he is 100% in, this, in this scene. <laughs> he would be a QAnon baker. But, if God, he, was, it, he, a, yeah. he is so fucking handsome and so cool. Even just the stupid way he's, like, chewing his gum is like, oh, he's so cool. 
This is funny because you know he's definitely the Jake uh, of this yeah, world. So I know. Jake I immediately, loves him. I immediately identified with this character, minus the frosted tips. I never had that. I wanted it, didn't have it. Tried sun in once, turned my hair orange, got made fun of. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Molly, you, you also cover a lot of, uh, kind of like LARPers, in a, maybe in like a more official capacity, but, um, do you think like that the kind of rise of like military intelligence and spy LARPing was, uh, something the Coen brothers, you know, kind of saw they, coming? Yeah, they definitely called it. <laughs> well, also even in Fargo, there's weird sort of that kind of weird people playing policemen. I think uh, the rise of conspiracy theories on both the left and the right uh, is some kind of weird phenomenon. And I don't quite understand what has driven it, except for that people are just so freaked out by the government. But uh, we have it on both sides. I mean, we have QAnon and then we have like, I mean, the truth is like Trump is incredibly corrupt and he is doing a lot of really sketchy stuff with Russia. But like, you know, is Steve Bannon getting the death penalty? No, he's not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're, you know, and and as much as I mean, as much as I would love to see Donald Trump end up in jail, I have a lot of trouble imagining. I mean, we're just not a country that puts our presidents in jail, no, no. matter what they do. I mean, Nixon, you know, if Nixon wasn't going into jail, then I think we're probably, you know, like, I don't think there's a scenario where we have a President Pelosi ever. I think there's a scenario where. Trump, you know, gets in trouble and they put someone else in SVP or something. But so I don't know. It's definitely a thing. It's very weird. But I, I think one thing that the movie is, seems prescient about is that, yes, like we have our Louise Menches, right? People who are in the upper class yeah. and are paranoid and have a lot of power and they kind of, you know, slip into this weird mental zone. Even Jerome right. Corsi like went to a big school and then became this weird kind of like 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 sundowning aristocrat, like conspiracy yep. theorist. Yeah, Jerome Corsi's really nuts. Yeah, go on. But but uh, it seems like what this movie really predicted was the citizen researcher, the kind of like person with absolutely no political cachet, no money, no power, right. no, and no they training, think, no experience. Yeah, no training, and they think that they're onto something. That's very QAnon, and that's also like you know like people who were following the Mueller stuff and posting online. Right. There's a lot of like I think yeah. like housewives and kind of like uh, like IT technicians in America who now think that they're onto something because they well, have access to the it's, internet. It's also very. Right. American, you know, it's like we go to the movies, like we see all of this espionage and intelligence, this kind of stuff, sort of, um, you know, romanticized, and so of course people feel like, you know, they've they've seen a couple movies, they they look at a document, they don't know what it is, and they go, oh man, that's that's raw intelligence. I mean, right. Brad Pitt. Right. I mean, the writing here is 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 totally on point. I mean, this is exactly this is exactly what these people are experiencing behind their computers, discovering 4chan for the first time, and and going through the drop. You know, yeah, and even like using kill boxes and like sequences of numbers and letters. That's so Q. Q is essentially yeah. like if an AI tried to write what Brad Pitt considers raw intelligence. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brad Pitt is basically <laughs> breaking these baking these crumbs, and it's just it's just meaningless nonsense. But he's, he thinks it's incredibly profound, which is a hundred percent QAnon Baker shit. Yeah, I, I also what? think that um, I also think that it, it the reason that it's it's prevalent on both sides is because. 
we have uh, media sources, and I'm not talking even just about the big guys, but we've got all of these independent media sources, all of this, these online sites now that are feeding the fire. So if you right. believe, if you believe that that Donald Trump is going to do a perp walk along with Pence, and they're in orange jumpsuits and and chain gangs, you will find a guy with you know almost a million followers on Twitter who is telling you exactly how and why and when that's going to happen. Right. No, I agree. I mean, you don't get it as bad on the left as you do on the right. Like the right has places like the Gateway Pundit and Am Greatness and the Twitchy and 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 where they are really like saying stuff that's completely insane. I mean, Gateway Pundit, the stuff they run is like not even, you know, so I would say the left doesn't quite have the same level of like they don't quite have the same. But you know, I'm sure they'll get there. Yeah, the the left, I think, like traditionally has like more respect for the listener and reader, but I yeah. think that is uh, go, going to shit. So yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think we yeah. can expect it to get better in that area. <laughs> and the funny thing, I just thought about this, but like the Coen brothers, the one thing where they didn't really connect the dots is they had to use this device about the CD-ROM being found in the gym locker. Meanwhile, they also have her doing online dating. But if they had been truly prescient, those two could have been confined into the same device in that she's looking for information online, Brad Pitt and her are trying to do dating, but it's it's just reaching out to the internet for a connection, for some understanding, and that's where they find the information uh, from, you know, whatever, citizen researchers. But instead, they had to use this very physical device of someone leaving uh, the information at a gym. Yes, it was, it, it was actually, it was the lawyer's assistant who had made a copy of the files uh, for uh, the the upcoming divorce proceedings and of course and she had, had left it at the gym that's that's how it got to the gym floor yeah Do we what year is that from this is 2008 right it feels like it feels like it's a you know sort of the old testament it feels so old but yeah <laughs> I mean, I was why I, I was watching it. He definitely called it. I mean, 2008 was like such a different world. You it know, was, it was. Yeah, Obama. Exactly. And I think that there was still I mean, what I do like about it is that they have um, very little respect for intelligence. Yeah. Like they don't right. they don't think intelligence is great. And honestly, I think that was the general take on the left that now has profoundly changed because right. of, uh, you know, the need for Mueller to like restore order. Suddenly we're looking at the generals and the intelligence agencies and going, uh, can't someone do please, something about please this? Please save us. Please save us. These organizations yeah, Mueller, we know nothing about. Mueller really didn't kill it, did he? I mean, that was talk about. How did he not indict Junior? I mean, yeah. Junior's direct messaging with Julian Assange, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we're 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 discussing Hunter Biden, and Trump has an office for his daughter in the uh, White House. So, yeah. I mean, it, you know, right. like the idea of nepotism mattering at this point, it's all just weaponized, and I think that is one thing that. Yeah. That uh that that they don't really kind of touch on in this movie is uh they it's almost like they pretend in this movie that there is no uh, which I think was the feeling in two thousand eight yeah. that these are actual independent um you know non ideological organizations that that people working there are able to really separate their politics from what they do uh during the day. Right. Mueller is like you know a nineteen eighty five guy, and these guys all think you know the reality is the politics here have been so. Everyone in American politics has been so like we've been so soft in a certain way. And they all thought and Trump came along and just did every scummy thing. And people weren't the people in the government who were already there were not prepared for it. So Mueller was like, we're going to do Watergate. 
And Trump is doing something, to, you know, like there's no decency. There's no there, there. I mean, even Nixon, who was a total sleazy, scummy crook, is still significantly more decent than Trump will ever be. Well, it's interesting because uh, uh, Malkovich does say, you know, maybe it's the Cold War ending. Now it's all bureaucracy and no mission. He's saying this to his dying father, who's completely mute. And he's essentially Reagan, basically like sundowning. And this guy like openly worships Kennan, who's a Cold War containment diplomat and, and worked uh, on stuff that, that developed into the Marshall Plan. Um, but then he went on to become a writer for an institute founded by the guy who created Macy's and then sold it for tons of money. So it does kind of like follow this like post-Cold War lack of meaning, but all this consolidated power that was designed to fight the Russians. And now there's nowhere right. to go with that shit. Uh, and then also, I love how Malkovich very early on when he gets fired, he goes, this is a crucifixion, yeah. which is like, that is a, that's a fucking prescient thing about like how Trump right. would react and be like, this is a witch hunt. Yeah. I'm being crucified up here. Cause you're like, you said, Nixon, even Nixon wasn't like saying shit that extreme about what people were right. doing to right. him. Right. Right. But I will say one thing, the people who have, if you want to know the people who are the most destroyed by Trumpism, besides like the people who are just horrified, who are on the, there are people on the right who are really destroyed by Trumpism, like the never Trumpers, the people who, I mean, they're, he is killing them. Their whole life was these beliefs that I think are very silly, you know, ta uh, you know, trickle down economic stuff that's really, I think, ultimately very corrupt. But fundamentally, they believed they were doing the right thing. Like they thought they were good actors and their entire party, their whole life has been hijacked by this guy who's just a kleptocrat. So I do think that those people are really I mean, I know for a fact that some of these like I know a bunch of Republicans who are not in office anymore who are like this is this was their legacy. Yeah. You know, this was everything they did everything for. And now their legacy, the Republican Party is this. Yeah, the assumption was that people weren't uh, so factional. They weren't like so tribal that that they would at least keep in mind that the Russians are the enemy. And that is like right. one of the first things that defines the Trump presidency is he's like, right. actually, I'm better friends with Putin <laughs> than I am with the Democrats. Yeah. Fuck the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're the yeah. traitors. And Putin, not so bad, actually. Not such a bad guy. You've been listening to a premium episode sample of the QAnon Anonymous podcast. We refuse to allow corporate advertisement on our show. The goal is to be completely self-sustainable. For a fiver a month, you can support the podcast and get access to a weekly premium episode, plus all the ones we've already recorded. So visit patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous and subscribe for five bucks a month. Thank you, guys. We love you.